on the Real Man Sports Survivor podcast, as usual, with Alan Sislowski. And, you know, last week we had the Rams. It was easy. And, you know, it shouldn't have even been that close. You know, Stafford threw a totally senseless pick six, even to get it to the point where it was even remotely in doubt. Uh, Carolina had nothing. The other thing is everybody else lost. Green Bay lost. Tampa lost. The Niners lost. So where are we at right now, Alan? How are we doing? Yeah, so credit where credit is due. I, I was pushing pretty hard for the 49ers. Uh, you made a case that let, let's just take the easy, the layup here. Why are we going to shoot, you know, a, an elbow jumper right here, uh, which obviously paid off. But you knew it wasn't going to be like super easy because the Rams are damaged goods, but the spot was okay. So where we're at there, we started off with about 1,500 people in this pool, which is a lot. That's a lot of people. And I believe we're down to about 450. I'm double checking as I'm talking to you right now. Um, yeah, 444 left. Uh, 1085 eliminated. Plus, there's some double entries. So not everyone's a $25 entry. Some people like myself are 50s. Other people are were bought back three times. So right now, you know, we're in a good spot right here. We're basically just tripled our money. Well, then with the other entries, let's say we quintupled our money, right? So it's 25 it's worth like 125 at this point, right? We're still not at the point where, you know, I'm getting like, uh-oh, we got to really take this seriously. Like, you know, that like contrasted with the circuit where the thousand is worth a thousand day one, and then it starts to go up from there. And so, you know, when we get down to about, it's just 400 left when there's 40 left, you know, then we'll be worth a thousand, you know, 1200. And when there's 10 left, we'll be worth 4,800. Then we're going to start talking, you know, then it's going to start getting real 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 but now we're just relax survive relax survive no big deal <laughs> kill you know? off a few here kill off a few there yeah. but also yeah also keep in mind that there's double picks there's weeks that are coming up and not till like the double digit weeks like i think it's like 12 or 13 where you have to pick two teams oh yeah i could pick four or five teams every week no problem you know it's easy real man picks every team and moves uh -huh. on yeah real man if you were a real man you would have pushed for, you would have insisted on the niners well, listen, if, I, if we're driving in a car and I see the cliff and I'm stepping on the gas and you grab the, you know, the, the driver's ed wheel and hit the brake, I'm going to listen to you. You know, I mean, you've proven over time you, that your survivor prowess is to be um, acknowledged and figured into the formula. So this is not like, you know, you know, you know it's interesting. Like, we, you know, we lost last year, Dalton. I mean, we made it down the final 23 out of 4,000 something, but we lost. Even though it was worth two, 250K at that point, something crazy. 2000 i made it down to the last week 17 in like a 15k pool but i have won survivor pools i've won a few i probably won like four or five actually you know mostly like 2900 2500 you know not not the really massive ones with the big payoffs though yeah I, i've won one it was about 12 yeah eight to 12 years ago somewhere in there that all gets fuzzy and i won it in week five with the okay. giants by the way i did yeah. win it real and man wins week five and always with the giants yeah yeah so and that one was like i said it was like 2k nothing good and especially, you know, for someone in there at that time, I guess, uh, 30s, you know, you know, it was 2K is always welcome. But I think I blew that 2K in a weekend, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yes, I do. And his uh, name wasn't uh, 2K, if you know what I mean. <laughs> My dog's name is Chunks. Right. <laughs> he he so, blew, uh, ch blew Chunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. Okay. So this week, I'm looking at this numbers. I, I did my leans, you know, and make my lines against the spread. Well, there's one really obvious game, and it's the Bucks at Panthers, but we've used the Bucks. Right. So Do you want to just not... go over? Want me just to go over what we've used so far? We cannot right. use the Broncos, the Packers, the Bengals, Vikings, Bucks, or Rams. Again, I'll just repeat that. It's uh, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Vikings, Bucks, and Rams. Cannot use. Right. 
Okay, so the Bucks are the obvious. They're at the Panthers coming off the loss. I mean, I think they'll easily win that. I made that line 12 and a half. It's 10 and a half. So that's off limits. There's really three teams I'm looking at that are kind of the next three. Uh, and I'm big on one because I made the, the Bears a Patriots 12 and a half. So I, I, I'm on the Patriots. I just think it's they're not going to lose the Bears. I don't care if it's uh, Zappy or, or Mac Jones. They, I mean, of course, they could lose to the Bears. You know, I wouldn't get on an airplane with the odds that, you know, with 30 or 20% chance that, that it happens. But to me, that's the obvious one. I could see the Dolphins over the Steelers if two was back. I could see the Raiders over the Texans, but I just think the Pats are, are clear to me. What are you thinking? Yeah, it, I, this is going to be a short podcast because that <laughs> we're there too. Plus, they're only 31% taken, according to Thorne's article on Rotowire. And with the implied odds, like you always talk about, of 77%, the next one down. I, mean, I actually was considering the Cowboys, not seriously, but they're – Seven-point favorites, but the Lions coming out of the bye, Dak's first game back, you know, seven seem, you know, 73% implied odds. Uh, they're only rostered in uh, just under 12% of uh, across the board. So I was considering those two, Patriots and, and Cowboys, but a very heavy lean to the Patriots here, and especially only 30%. Yeah, I mean, thirty—you know, thirty's a lot, but again, as we talked last week, it's not enough to really move the needle if you're strong on one and they're a big favorite. Yeah, I don't really see anything else. I mean, the the Ravens are six and a half, the Bengals are six. I wouldn't touch that at all. Falcons are a very live dog. I mean, the Packers at the team. I mean, I, I think it's actually an upgrade to Taylor Heineke from Wentz, so I, I wouldn't touch that. Packers have been very bad. I think the Packers will win, but I wouldn't want to mess with it. And Steelers, you know, they just beat the Bucs at home. You know, maybe that was just the Bucs having a letdown. But what if the Steelers have found something? You know, what if they're not, you know, they kind of pick themselves off the floor. So um, I just think the Bears, there's something just wrong with them. They're not great defensively. Fields looks at times like he's all right, but they can't sustain any offense. And I think the Pats are just a well-run team that looks like it's getting stronger as the year goes on, as Belichick's teams usually do. And Bailey Zappi, uh, I still believe he's underrated by by the market, right? I mean, because he was like this, quote, scrubby quarterback, but he had mega uh, college stats. I mean, if, if anything else, he is not – I mean, I hear about the quarterback controversy when Mac Jones comes back. I mean, I think that's a little clickbaity, but at very minimum, he is now one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league who – it just he can handle the offense. He can fill in for a few games. So I don't think he's like – you know, the 50th best quarterback, he might be like the 35th best quarterback or the 32nd best quarterback in the league. So I don't see that as a major downgrade there either. Yeah. He's better than Brissett and Bridgewater already like guys like that. So, okay. So that's it. we got the Pats. All right. So a couple other questions for you then, you know, just, and we can go wherever we want with this, but against the spread, I'm tasked with picking just one, my favorite bet against the week for a videos we're doing with one of the, the Rotowire sister companies every week we do a video and I have the, uh, you tell me the giants are getting three points in Jacksonville. I almost feel, I thought that line was going to be the giants minus one. Do you like the giants this week in Jacksonville getting a field goal? Does that seem like an easy, easy cash bet this week? It's one of my best bets. So it's funny. Okay. I guess I, I pick, I make my own lines and I also guess the lines and my guesses is 14 games. 11 of my guesses. These are not my lines. These are what I thought they would be are within half a point of the actual line, which is not that easy to do which means I was kind of in touch. The one that I got wrong by more than, and all of them except one are two or less from the actual line. One is three off. 
and it's the Giants. I made the Giants minus two and a half. Yeah, I, I guessed minus it would be, one, yeah. I guessed it would be zero. I, I knew I'd be stronger on the Giants than the market, but I guessed the market would say zero. And the real line was three. And, you know, I think Jacksonville is one of those teams that makes the horrible mistake. Trevor Lawrence is that quarter, is that Rivers-esque disaster mistake at the worst time. Whereas the Giants are the opposite. They make the clutch play at the time. And I know that the algorithms, the stat-addicted autists that sometimes create these lines, these guys, they're always looking for regression. They're like, oh, the Giants have been lucky all this time. But the Patriots were lucky for how many years? 20 years where they were covering in a 58% clip. They were always allowing a ridiculously low amount of points for the amount of yardage they gave up and always scoring too many points for the yardage they gained. They should have regressed 100 times, and they didn't. And after a while, it was like, oh, well, they know how to bend but not break, or they know how to capitalize and the key downs and the key situations. And I feel like well-coached teams do that. Now, of course, there's luck and bad balances for everybody. But I think what some of these guys think is luck, because in, on average, it's luck. It's luck on average across the league. It's not luck when the teams are really well-coached and really disciplined. And so I, I think, you know, again, the Giants is just six games, but they look to me like that team that you make the mistake against and pay for, not the team that makes the mistake. And so far that's been the case and Jacksonville seems the opposite. So, you know, these numbers are set by, again, these stat crunchers who look at the yards per play and the play success rate and all these indicators. And, and again, in general, that's a, a good way to do it. But I think this is an error here. I think they're missing something. I also, yeah, that I'm glad that we're feeling that same, uh, you know, the same uh, perception on the Giants here. But it's also because there's a psychology of the better. So the books, you know, obviously they have their algorithms on how they make their lines, but there's also a little bit of psychology, like where, you know, you've always heard how they juice the over a little bit because most bets are overs. So why not push it up? I still believe that since the Giants are outperforming what the market the and the casual and even above casual betting market thought they would be that people think the giants stink. Oh, they're not as good as their five in one record. So right. there's still a little bit of line value, not closing line value, your favorite uh, douche favorite term thing. of the week, but it's, yeah. there's actual real line value. Just like there has been on uh, Atlanta for a few weeks. That's coming. That's equalizing out. But because the people don't think the giants are as good as their record, I think that, there's a tendency to bet against them. Uh, and then, you know, it's so funny. You hear with like Jacksonville, they keeps they keep making excuses for Trevor Lawrence. At some point, the sample's big enough to make a decision. Oh, last year doesn't count. He had the worst coach. Oh, it doesn't count when he was in a monsoon. At some point, you know, I, I feel like none of those things would have happened to Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. You know, right? It's like you either you're elite or you're not. And, you know, it, it, at this point, he's not. Maybe he can be. So I think the Giants, uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm because I'm, in these videos, you know, you feel so good when you're I'm like five and oh, and obviously that can come crashing down at any time. Uh, but, you know, I feel like I have keep it going, right keep it going. Yeah, 17 and oh, right yeah. And, and uh, I'll tell you something that's hilarious. So in an earlier video that we did, I uh, excoriated myself for being a nutless monkey for not betting Trevor Lawrence at 80 to one to win MVP because when they were like two and one and two things are true. One, that that would have been a stupid bet. And two, I did bet it. I actually did bet it. I look back and I did. I do have an terrible. So I wasn't a nightless monkey, but I, I was a real oh, man, good. but I was, it was a stupid bet. And I wish I didn't make waste money on that. I'll tell you the other one. I like, I like the paths. The, the line I saw was seven and a half and it's eight right now. It's eight. Okay. Okay. So, but still I made it 12 eight. and a half. I just think they're going to new England. You know, they can run the ball a bit and Khalil Herbert's pretty good. And you know, you can sort of beat them up, but you know, the Browns too could run. And they got smashed by the Patriots. And 
I just think, you know, Belichick's going to see this one-dimensional team, this young quarterback that does one thing well but doesn't do a lot of things well, and he's going to figure out the weakness, and they're going to attack it. And they're, it's like posting up a small guy, and you just keep posting up, and you just keep posting up, and you're just ruthless. And I think that's what's going to happen. So Pats you, are also one of my good bets. If you want to bet the Patriots this week, go to your sports book right now and, and click the button because I believe that this spread has a chance to actually get to 10 by Monday night. I guess it would be nine and a half. So that was so the three that I was off on, the guess, I made it 12 and a half, but I, I guess it would be nine and a half. That was two points off, it was seven and a half. Now it's one and a half points. By the time we're done, it may be actually, I may be out of 12 out of 14, I might have got within half a point by the time it closes. All right, Se- separate issue here. Now, this is not, uh, this is meant as a compliment. You look like you've lost weight again. I haven't really lost weight. You know, I've been running, I, I do my push ups every other day. Uh, my push-up is I'm 51, so I do 51 push-ups in a row. And when I'm 52, I'll do 52 in a row every other day. You know, when I'm 75, it's gonna get it's gonna get tough. You know, I'll be 112. When you're 112, 112. Gonna, well, I'll be so jacked at 112. You know, I don't know if you saw that Twitter thing where I posted that Japanese guy who's competing. But yep. Heather said she said that's a fake photo. Look, that's a head superimposed on someone else's body. I couldn't really tell that, but she's like, you fell for it. I'm like, whatever. I'm I'm choosing to believe it, and that's me in 30 35 years. But yeah, uh, whatever, no, whatever not, you're doing. I haven't, I haven't lost. I haven't lost weight. I've just been. I've been getting a lot of exercise though. You know, yeah, whatever you're out. doing, you look you look shaped and trim. I, uh, you know, this is the season where I I I co- uh, where I referee a lot of high school basketball, so I'll get into a little bit better shape. But I'm I'm looking at you and I'm a little envious. I have to admit, just uh, you know, just got to fast, man. Fast for like three weeks, just three yeah. straight. Uh, drop, three. It's easy. You drop weight, right? No problem. Drop 20 pounds like this, you know, three I, weeks. I tried, I tried a five day fast one time about a decade ago and I was like a miserable prick, man. And even I cheated a little bit. Like they said, when you're doing it, like you can eat a little avocado if you must have something or, you know, obviously you could have whatever liquid you want. And I just, maybe I should try it again. I wasn't as disciplined back then. I was partying pretty hardcore. So, you know, eating avocados for like three days was not gonna work yeah, it's, really, it's really hard to do like cocaine for a week and then just like start eating avocados instead <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a t- it's a tough switch but here's the thing when I, I did it for a week once i really did a whole week and like day four and five i was pissed i, I was i was i wasn't like because i was in a bad mood i mean i was pissed because where was my reward you, even when you're a little kid you get bribed with food you know where I was oh i'll get you an ice cream if you just do this you know and your parents bribe you all the time or you know you do you know, you're a good boy so you get some dessert it's like a dog and every one of us is bribed like that and every one of us feels entitled to our food like oh i've worked all day i did all my videos i edited all my stuff i've been responsible you know i I deserve a good steak like why don't you know and then if you don't get it even though like your body's perfectly fine living off its reserves you're pissed you're like why why don't i have my reward and after like day four and five i was pissed i was like this is bullshit like why am i even alive like what am i even doing and then you realize how shallow your life is you're just like this you know this dog who like needs this reward as a basis for existing which is preposterous don't you have a spiritual you have a spiritual existence uh, alan this is why you're able to pick survivor against the spread it's the lord picking for you it's your spiritual existence that gives you purpose <laughs> in life and yet you're selling that out for you know a, a steak or a, a potato or something with butter on it so you know i the, the fasting's really really puts you to the test mentally and spiritually you're like what am i all about like if i'm not getting this food and and it's uh i recommend it you know i was like oh you know consult your doctor well don't listen to me because if you drop dead in the fast, I'm not responsible because you're an adult, but don't consult your doctor. Your doctor doesn't know shit. Okay. Consult somebody knowledgeable uh, about it who has experience with this, but I wouldn't say consult your doctor anymore. I might've said that two years ago. I'm certainly not saying that now.
Yeah, based on the video that you posted of the British doctor too, I showed it to my wife who's a dietitian, and she said, you know, she's in a lot of these um, chat groups with, you know, thousands of dietitians, and they're all talking about how uh, the medical profession. Again, there's a lot of gr uh, so many great. I have a great doctor, medical doctor, but the reputation to the medical um, community is taking a hit, whether warranted or unwarranted in some cases. Oh, it's uh, warranted. It's yeah. it's so warranted. I right, mean, not again, all doctors are bad. No, uh, yeah. some are very good. And actually, sometimes yeah. the best ones say, I don't know a lot about nutrition. Uh, you, you should talk to somebody who knows. But most of these guys know nothing. They know right. nothing. I mean, they, I mean, less than nothing. It's almost dangerous because they, they know stuff that's not true. So, yeah, when I say, you know, I was a joke because I was saying, people say, well, consult with your doctor. I'm like, fuck that. Consult with somebody who knows better than a me, dietitian, who you know yeah. personally, who, can, who knows you personally, a dietitian, somebody who you trust. But yeah, most people, uh, the fast is good for Here's, here's some good advice. If, when you go into a doctor, you're starting with a new doctor. My wife always says the first thing they should say is, what are you eating? That's the first thing they should ask you. Right. And if they don't ask you that, walk out of there. I agree with you. I, I I'm, tell them to give me blood tests that I choose and they, they, I convince them. And then I just like kind of do my own analysis of it and, and then figure out, okay, what I need to do. And if, if I had a real problem, of course I would find the specialist in, in that problem, but I would be very, uh, you know, I would ask a lot of tough questions. Yeah, that's what my wife does for a living. She reads other people's blood work and she's able to put that puzzle together. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, no, interesting tangent side. I think it's important to talk about. I know you talk about it a lot on your on your Real Man Wood podcast, but why not weave it into the sports feed too a little bit since, you know, it has to do with athletic performance. But uh, circling it up, man, I, we're in unanimous, feeling good about the Patriots, good. right? I always think like those guys like Kadarius Tony who just can't get healthy. And it's like, I'm like, what's he eating? I'm like, is this guy eating Snickers bars or something? And then like his joints and his muscles, they're not getting the nutrition that they need and they're tight and they snap. I mean, you know, you get a guy who's 22 years old and great athlete and he's getting injured every two seconds. I always assume like there's some dietary component to it. You see it all the time. You remember that Marshawn Lynch famously was eating like Skittles at halftime and he was still performing at an elite level. It, you could say, oh, look, he was eating Skittles. But what would he be like had he not been on that? You know, right. it's like certain guys are just so above it that it doesn't affect them. And there's but you always got to think, what would it be like if more? And like you just said, uh, recovery. I mean, you know, these guys like LeBron, Brady that are psychotic about their diet and sleep. The reason they're still elite for so long is because of what they're fueling their body with. I don't think that's even a secret anymore. Oh, none of the goats are taking the diet uh, for granted. I mean, you know, Djokovic yeah. went gluten-free. I mean, none of these goats are, you know, this is, if you're at that level, if you're serious, they have to do it. And then the opposite is obviously true, right? If on one end of the spectrum, the greatest of all mm -hmm. time, they're extremely conscientious and strict and have whole teams of people doing it. The guys who are always hurt, I would assume they're likely, you know, there could be some bad luck and there could be genetic freaks like Marshawn Lynch who could be played a high level without it. But for the most part, if anyone's a genetic freak, it's LeBron. And yet he's still right. obviously watching everything that he eats. Brandon Marshall, all these guys, you know, they last longer because, and that's not code for anything, because they're eating, <laughs> eating properly. Yeah. yeah. Limiting yes. process. Absolutely. Sugar. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, man, let's do it. Pats, let's go.